Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, let me apologize for the audio quality, um, but in the spirit of staying true to saying that I was going to deliver more consistent content, I am recording this episode um, in a hotel room because I was traveling this week. So please forgive me for the audio quality, but also acknowledge um, that, I, that I'm keeping my word and I'm giving you consistent content. Also, in the spirit of staying true to me saying I was going to shorten these things, I'm going to be very efficient and get right into it. The thought for this week, and this is one that um, has been on my mind for quite some time now, is, is toxic masculinity. It's a buzzword these days. It's something that a lot of people are talking about. Um, and one of the things that really brought it back to the forefront of my mind is a few things. One being recently the Gillette commercial that came out um, that basically challenged a lot of the norms that are driven in, in society in terms of being a male and what that means and what that represents. And then second, um, and this sounds a little bit ratchet of me, but second was a recent episode of Love and Hip Hop Miami um, where one of the members of Pretty Ricky, who goes by the name Spectacular, was having a conversation with his father and I won't spoil the, the episode for any of you that, that watch it or care to watch it, but in short, in, in his conversation with his father, it was a very um, disappointing, sad, and, and quite frankly, somewhat aggravating display of, of toxic masculinity by his father. Um, and being a person myself that has had issues and has issues, quite frankly, with my own relationship with my father, it was, it was a little bit tough to watch that but in any case um this term toxic masculinity has been getting thrown around a lot lately like i said and, and so the question has come up what does it really mean now i'm not here um by any means to to try to define it for everybody or try to define it um in general but what i will say is is i'll explain what it means to me and, and i'll give you some examples of how my mind has, has been shaped on it traditionally and how it's changed in, in recent months in the last year or so as I've grown and matured. And so growing up, I know a lot a lot of people, a lot of males, if you grew up like I grew up, um, there were a lot of jokes that got made, calling dudes soft. Um, it was frowned upon to, to show a lot of emotion. Um, and we used a lot of terms, and I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna give the disclaimer now that I, I no longer, and I try my best not to use a lot of these terms, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and for the sake of explaining what I'm trying to explain to get my point across, use the terms. So, for example, a term that was used a lot of times as a demeaning term or, or to try to put put another dude down was calling him a faggot. Um, that was a very normal occurrence where I grew up. I know a lot of guys use that type of term calling the dude gay, um, but, but really the word faggot was used as a more, you know, hurtful and, and really amplified that whole feeling of, of trying to put somebody down, um, put another guy down, calling another dude a bitch. We did that a lot. That, that was a common thing. You know, it, it was, it was something that we was doing it as, as 11, 12, 13 year olds, babies, kids, and, and we were using these types of terms with each other. And it, it really was just the culture, the environment, the society, um, not to make any excuses for it, but that was what drove a lot of it. Um, now, 
you you do that long enough, you you have those type of conversations, that type of dialogue long enough to where it becomes so normal that you become numb to it. And I say all this to say that then that goes on for years and you find yourself as a 24, 25, 26, you know, and, and beyond. And you're still using terms like that in joking. And, and, and you say it's in a joking manner, but what you don't realize is what what that really holds behind it. Now, that's one side of it in terms of how we talk to each other. Now, the other side of it in terms of our interactions with women, girls, or, or the female, um, females in general, is also then how we talk to them and how we view them. I remember being 15, 16 years old and bragging and boasting to friends about how many girls you could get, um, treating girls like hoes or talking to a girl like a hoe. Um, calling girls bitches and using certain terms like hoe and bitch to, to describe and, and to even address women and, and, and girls in a lot of respects. Now, the, the bitch word I never played, but I, I've always been very against that and using that word against women. Um, and, and I've always been somewhat respectful to women because of how I was raised with my mother and my grandmother, but I still can admit and accept that I wasn't, I had my flaws in, in that realm as well. Um, and so again, I say all that to say that there, that's the two sides of it where the way we would speak to each other as young boys calling each other, you know, faggots and, and bitches. And then the way we would treat and talk about treat and talk to and about women um, and, and girls. Cause we were kids at the time and hoes and bitches and all of that and then a lot of the ways you get talked to and, and raised as a young boy told not to cry not to be soft act like a man all these things now i'm not here to say it, whatever being a man means to anybody i'm not here to tell you how to be a man if you're a man listening to this but what i will say is that in in trying to keep this brief as i as i've intended to do with these thoughts of the week is i will say that we all know right from wrong. If you're a logical, level-headed guy, you know right from wrong. Right from wrong, and if you think like I think, you know that a lot of shit that we did growing up wasn't right. And I know that now as a grown man uh, who's matured and been through life and understands things. So I don't feel attacked by any of the things that get said around toxic masculinity and us needing to be better for the better gener for needing us to be better for the generations that come after us. Because I know that there were a lot of flaws in the way that I was taught as a young boy in terms of how to how to act and how to behave. And if kid if young boys coming behind me can learn not to do those things, and that don't mean you weak, that don't mean you're not tough, and none of those bullshit excuses that some men try to use in in relation to why they push their sons the way that they are, it it's all bullshit. Cause you can be strong, be tough while still showing emotion, while still being respectful to women, while still being respectful to, to homosexuals and all of those other things that we weren't sensitive to when we were growing up. So, I mean, I, I think it's really just, at the end of the day, the, the thing that shifted it for me was, one, just, again, maturing and learning and really understanding that a lot of the shit that I learned and a lot of the shit that I did as a child really was shaping me to be, a fucking despicable man and luckily I didn't end up being that way in in the many respects but there's still a lot of behaviors that I've that I've looked reflected on and realized that I just I was doing some fucked up shit and I didn't even realize it because it was so second nature to me um 
you know, there are things in, in my past relationships that while they weren't terrible to the point that I scarred anybody for life, to my knowledge, it still was some fucked up shit. And I'm, and I'm man enough and mature enough now to acknowledge that and accept that. And so we got to be better for the, for the young boys that come after us and be, and be an example. And that starts with putting each other in check. Um, so to the point where I try, I try not to now even make jokes like the ones I referenced before, even though they still happen in many of the circles that I run in. And, and even beyond that, when I do hear shit like that, calling it out, cause that shit isn't really funny. Um, and so, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to beat it to death. I think y'all get the point. I think y'all understand from my perspective where I'm coming from in terms of what toxic masculinity means to me. But I really just think we all need to take, and, and we all being men, because um, a lot of this shit starts with us. Needs, needs to take a hard look at what we've been groomed to do, the ways we've been groomed to operate, um, and really just being honest with yourself about knowing what fucking right from wrong is and not justifying shit by by saying you're just joking or by saying I've always talked this way or by saying that I don't mean nothing by it because it, it really none of that shit really matters when you think about the type of behaviors that come behind that when you continue to perpetuate that behavior so I'll leave you all with that thought and and hopefully some there's somewhere in some of the things I said there's some thought-provoking shit that makes you um, dig deep into your psyche and and break down some of your thoughts and some of your actions and feelings, whether you're a male or female. Um, and and really, we can all just work towards a culture where the shit is comfortable for everybody because that's ultimately the goal. Um, so with that, I hope you all enjoyed listening to this new Thought of the Week uh, episode. And until next time, stay exquisite, beloved.